1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome back
2: to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, are you ready to do thirty minutes on what number CD Lamb should wear in two thousand twenty?
3: I feel like there's no there's no thirty minutes left. About two hours of it has already been done on Twitter. Uh, so so no, I'll leave that. Uh, people
2: I'll, really care about this stuff, though. Yeah,
3: I'll leave that to the purists. I think and and look, I mean, I I like number stuff but guys like what what are we doing here i'm sorry like this is ridiculous
2: it's ridiculous uh it, here you can you can sum it up this quickly ready right? jerry jones wants lamb to wear 88 the last time we heard lamb talk about his number was like right after the draft number 10 jerry jones and lamb probably haven't talked to each other yet and maybe they figured it out. Maybe Lamb didn't know that he could wear 88. It's not a big deal. It, it's it's whatever, whatever CD wants to do, he'll be able to do. And you know what? He's going to be the same player. Whether he wears number 10, 88, 81, it, it doesn't really matter. So let's talk about more important issues, Landon. Um, let's talk about Michael Gelkin's uh, latest article at the Dallas Morning News talking about some possible position switches for uh, some Cowboys defenders this year. And the, the biggest one to me is uh, it looks like the Cowboys are going to be moving cornerback Chidobe Awuzie to strong safety. Uh, it's a role that he's kind of done before as a rookie. He did it a little bit at Colorado. Uh, you know, we've kind of heard some rumblings over the last couple of days about it. We, we saw, I think it was Mike McCarthy said, they felt like they had a few different corners on the roster that could help out at safety. Is it surprising to you at all that they're moving Awuzie there? And what do you think about that possible fit for Dallas?
3: I don't think it's surprising. Uh, I, I Just because, you know, you have a player who has experience uh, with some position flex as a defensive back. Um, some versatility on the back end. Um, and I think that you've got a, a new coaching staff coming in. They're going to view things differently. They're going to run a different system. And that's going to change the angles of what you want uh your players with different skill sets to do, you know. I think it. I, I think that this idea that it's out of nowhere is kind of ridiculous because there was lots of talk about it. You know, even when he got drafted, sure. I think that there was talk about yeah. could he be a safety instead of a corner. You know, what's you know what does that look like? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense. I mean, it certainly makes sense from a numbers point of view. Uh, I think if you're looking to be a versatile defense that's going to be able to give lots of different looks or be able to hide looks and or that sort of thing, having more guys like this who can—I um, mean—I think the reason you get a guy like this to play safety or a guy like Daryl Worley, I mean Worley was uh, for for Vegas or for the Raiders was uh, uh, more of a, a necessity thing, but the, but the reason that you you kind yeah. of put these sort of cornerback hybrid safety types at safety is that. You know, maybe they don't do the the requisite normal uh, safety. uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Duties, uh, I guess. uh, You know, as well as uh, a a real safety would be. But now you have a little bit more versatility that you guys can walk out that safety Mm -hmm. to a slot corner. You can, you know, blitz. You can do uh, a lot more coverage stuff with with running backs and tight ends. Uh, I just think it gives you more versatility in the back end to kind of. Uh, uh make the front seven correct right like make make the front yeah, the front yeah, side correct yeah. by you know because they're gonna be doing a lot more blitzing and, and twists and stunts and stuff so this well, this allows them to kind of cover that up a little bit better on the back end if, if they get into man coverage situations.
2: It also allows you to do some different looks, right? You can do some big nickel looks where maybe you take Anthony Brown off the field and, you know, it's a Awuzie playing down in the slot, maybe against a tight end. And again, we mentioned this on, I think, yesterday's podcast, but... When you have teams inside the division with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard and uh, Evan Ingram, you need these type of guys that can come down, play in the box, and cover the tight ends. Uh, so again, it just gives you a lot of different looks depending on the opponent that you're going against. And that's why I think it makes so much sense. Is you know you could have uh, certain you know plays out there where you have let's say Trevon Diggs. And Daryl Worley and Chadob Wouzier, and you're extra big at corner. You could have it where uh maybe it's Haha Clinton Kaha Clinton Dixon and Woozie as your safety. So from a versatility standpoint, from being able to you know, mix and match against opponents, I think it makes a lot of sense.
3: Yeah. And and again, like I think you know, you you can, it gives you versatility to do some different things in your nickel package. If you wanted to have three safeties, mm-hmm. if you wanted to have, uh, you know, uh, just a, a variety of different players that are all kind of doing different roles, uh, and then taking an extra linebacker off the field, you could you could you could bring you know maybe Donovan Wilson or someone down in the box, and then keep Awozie sure. and, and Woods back. You know, I just think there's a lot of different things you can do, and, and just having a couple of these guys who have man coverage skills at safety or you know and and, and just yeah. coverage skills in general at safety, uh, I think that's that's gonna be beneficial, you know, for a defense that wants to be very multiple.
2: Yeah, and for a woozy, I think it makes a lot of sense given his, you know, skill set. Again, he's a pretty big, long athletic corner. But for me his problem has always been when he turns his head yep. away from the ball yep. That's where he has problems yep. right so now if he's always facing the ball I think I think he's gonna be a much better player what do you
3: yeah think? I agree I, I think that that's I mean the issue has been you know the the technique that requires uh, uh, you know the technique that requires you to, to turn your back to the ball and then turn back around and find it you know I, you know I think that's the kind of thing that uh, it, it's a difficult skill set to acquire. You usually are trying to find guys mm-hmm. who played like center field and that sort of thing who are good at tracking the ball like that. I think with someone like a it's probably just better if he keeps the ball in front of him, can see, you know, feel the defensive backs going through his zone, that sort of thing, and then he can make a play and do what he needs to do uh, uh, to, to actually make a play on the ball. It's just him taking the ball, his eyes off the ball and then try to turn his head around and find it it's it's not as easy as everyone t- tries to make it out to be and it's a no. skill set that if you don't have then it's not so simple to you know acquire
2: we talked about this yesterday but with the rosters expanding to 55 i think you you now have the ability to to kind of carry an extra one of these you know, hybrid defensive backs that can play multiple positions. It's not to say that Awuzie wouldn't have made the final roster, uh, but now maybe you can carry an extra cornerback or an extra safety and kind of have uh, some flexible pieces there. So I like this a lot. I think this is going to be beneficial to both the Cowboys and Awuzie. I think this also prepares them for, you know, future seasons as it will probably allow them to get Trevon Diggs and maybe Reggie Robinson on the field early or earlier than they would have if, you know, you go into the season with – Jordan Lewis and Awuzie as your outside corner. So uh, I think this makes a lot of sense. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about another potential position change on the Dallas Cowboys defense.
0: Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier.
2: Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to Calm.com slash on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at Calm.com slash on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. All right, Landon, in that Michael Galkin piece, he also mentions the possibility of the Cowboys moving uh, middle linebacker uh, Jalen Smith to an outside linebacker spot. Now I know, A lot of people took that as he. He's going to play as a 3-4 edge rusher when they turn to a 3-4. I I don't think that's what uh, Michael was trying to say. I think the idea is to play Jalen as a weak side linebacker, have Leighton Vander Esch be the middle linebacker, have him wear the the green dot, have him make all the calls on defense. Uh, I just think... In terms of how both players play in the NFL, I think that's always where they should have been. Uh, what are your th- What are your thoughts on this potential switch between Van der Esch and Jalen?
3: Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I would also caution going the other way too, because I don't know that it's your tra- traditional weak side linebacker either. I mean, if if, if you go probably not, if you no. watch if you look at Mike Nolan's uh, uh, you know playbooks at least you know from San Francisco and, and from some previous stops. Uh, that's a position that does a lot of blitzing uh, and does a lot of of moving forward and getting in try to get into the the, the back the backfield. Um, it, it's not just the traditional you know four three weak side linebacker run and hit you know kind of position. Um, so I, I think that the idea is to get him more opportunity to rush the passer. Um, I don't think that that means he's playing. You know this. You're right that is not he's not being reassigned to a three uh, four. You know pass yeah, rusher yeah. because that's they're not moving to a three four per se. But if they go into three four looks, I mean, I would not be surprised if he is your outside linebacker. Uh, I I, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. that you know, and, and I think that also, you know, in this defense, from what it seems, the. The Will and Sam linebackers in, a, in the three four aspect of it aren't even as straightforward as normal three four Will and Sam linebackers, right? Like, I, I think sure. the Sam in the, the the Will linebacker in their three four does a lot of dropping, uh, does a lot of you know, it's it's more like a drop end that you see in college, frankly. Uh, so I, I think that either way all of those skill sets kind of fit what, what Jalen does best anyways, you know? And it's it's him moving forward. It's him reacting to the ball. Uh, I, I mean, I like him. I, I like the idea of him taking on tight ends uh, you know, at the edge. I, I think that's not going to be good for most tight ends in the league. Uh, I think that, you know, I like the idea of him with the opportunity to, to rush the passer and blitz more. I think that's him moving forward is a dangerous thing for for teams, no doubt. Um, and I think that you know that uh, Leighton Vander Esch kind of you know has the skill set if covered up a little bit better, which you, you think he will be with a guy like Poe and and, and McCoy in front of them. Uh, I think Leighton has, has a has a skill set to be that kind of you know Mike it, it, the Mike linebacker and Will linebacker in a four three aren't that different, and in a, in a three mm-hmm. four, I mean it's 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 the two inside guys are both like that. Mike will linebacker as well, except maybe even more covered up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a huge difference for uh, uh, for 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 Layton. I think that for Layton, it's it's going to be just you know shifting over slightly and then now making the calls. Yeah, uh, but I think for for Jalen, it, it frees him up to kind of. More specifically, do what he does well, and avoid maybe some it's coming towards the line. Yeah, which yeah. can avoid maybe some of the things that he doesn't do as well, which you know, like man coverage on a, on an elusive running back or that sort of thing. I, mm. I, I think if, this kind of thing allows him to, uh, in my opinion, you know do kind of keep him in the realm of where he's really good which is you know he can drop into short zones he can uh take on uh uh, blockers at times he can uh, penetrate through the the line and disrupt Uh, those are the things i think he does really well
2: so when i was reading this galkin piece uh, a name kind of popped into my brain as a you know maybe a potential i don't know comp for him but if you you say uh, that if you say the
3: guy i think you are this is the guy i've always thought he is but go ahead
2: uh, I was gonna say, do you remember Ahmad Brooks for the 49ers yes. like in the what late two thousands, yes. early two thousands, where uh, he was technically considered an off the ball linebacker, but he always seemed like he always ended up with like somewhere between six and eight yes. sacks every year because he was blitzing a lot. Sometimes he'd come right up the middle. Uh, uh, is is that a fair, you know, maybe expectation of the role he could be playing under Mike Nolan? Yeah, this Yeah, I
3: think it is. I mean, I think you get, you know, Ahmad Brooks, uh, you know, and I, I. Off the top of my head, I mean, just remembering him, uh, he was, you know, a little bit of a uh, of a oversized, you know, he he was kind of a tween, a tweener himself, you know, um, yeah, he was six, three, two. Yeah. And, at, big, at, big and so linebacker. he was a big linebacker, but he's playing. But he's the thing is, he was so athletic. That he could play that will spot right because he could run and he could mm-hmm. hit, but at the same time he had the ability uh, to uh, rush the passer. Now I, I think that this is exa- a great example of of of, J- of Jalen Smith. And I think this is a great you found a great comp because I think that Ahmad Brooks, you know, early on they weren't sh- exactly sure what to do with this dude. You know, it's like he had a skill set that uh, uh, that. Is unique and he could do several things very well, and and you wanted him on the field because he could do those things well. But you had to, but yeah. you had to find a way to kind of shield him from the things that he could be a liability for, right? And and I think that that's what, where Jalen is, is that. Look, Jalen is. uh, You want Jalen on the field. Like you want him. You want that. He is a playmaker, and I think that's the thing that you can't. That's the thing that you want on your on your field more on on your defense more than anything else is a guy who will go out there, force fumbles, break up passes. You know, hit people, make them think twice about doing uh, uh, something. You know, just the, the kind of stuff that he does. I think if you can find a way to get him in very much that kind of role that where he's playing will linebacker, he's rushing the passer you're just using him uh, to his skill set and, and then allowing everyone else to kind of make the the, the rest of the defense right I, I think Jalen Smith is a valuable piece uh, uh, in that kind of hybrid role that that we were just discussing. I, I don't think he's like a full you know up and down the line hybrid. But as far as a yeah, will yeah. linebacker who can reduce down and rush the passer on passing downs or can be a blitzer uh, and be very effective in that manner, uh, I, I'm sign me up. Like I, I think not only – it's not just like, oh, that's a good fit for Jalen. It's, oh, that's going to be a very valuable piece for this defense.
2: Right. Uh, now, if you remember Ahmad Brooks' career, he was actually drafted in the supplemental draft by the Bengals in 2006 – played or started just seven games over two years for him got cut was out of football for a year. Uh, the 49ers brought him back in 2009 and he kind of slid right into that uh, you know hybrid role by 2011 he was a full-time starter uh, made a pro Bowl in 2013. so I think that's a, uh, a somewhat realistic role as what to, what the Cowboys could do with Jalen. Um, let's take one more break and we'll come back and we'll talk about some more Cowboys news.
0: limitations apply see terms at
2: discover.com credit card guys let's talk about sex remember those days when you were always ready to go now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know they work You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, No more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships them direct. So they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our promo code NFL, just pay $5 of shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code NFL to try it for free. All right, Landon, last thing here on the podcast. Uh, there was a lot of debate yesterday on Twitter about what the Cowboys are going to do at cornerback between uh, Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown. Both are probably vying for the slot role in Dallas. Uh, what, what is your take on that situation and what the Cowboys could do long-term at the position?
3: Yeah, I, mean, I, I think at this point, you look at all the guys that have been signed— uh, you look at all the – you know, I think it makes a lot of sense now that we've gotten kind of word that Awuzy is, is bound for safety. Um, I, I think that y- you look at Lewis and, and how he it's, – it's the old uh, Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other, you know. And and Lewis doesn't have the length or the height that, that like it seems that there is a press for this team to collect. So, I mean, I think that he is going to be – I think he's going to be part of of the mix. I think that he's going to be – they'll give him playing time because I think he can be a playmaker. Um, but I don't. I don't yeah. know that he's like. I, I don't know where, where people are getting this idea that he's like just bound for being a starter necessarily for sure. I mean, I. I, I think he. I. Yeah. I liked him a lot, and I think that he's shown an a, a propensity to make plays and that sort of thing. But he's also shown, you know, that he can be taken advantage of at times when he's on the field, uh, and so you know, I think that. I I was someone that was pushing for him to get more playing time, and then when he got more playing time, I I wasn't, I wasn't thrilled
2: with what I saw. You know, Um, so I well, here's what I would say. I I would say that if you're looking for an outside corner, I think Lewis is better on the outside than what Anthony Brown is. But if you're looking for a slot, I I think Brown's just a better player there.
3: Sure, but I don't. Yeah, and I think that's the problem is that they're looking for a slot corner, and they're not. I don't think Lewis is being considered on the outside.
2: You know, and and so and that again. That's that's why I think the problem is is this team wants long corners on the outside. Okay, so now you're competing with Anthony Brown in the slot, and he's just not as good as the slot. So there's probably just not a home for Jordan Lewis in the starting. Yeah,
3: life. and it's not like he's better than. I don't think he's necessarily. If he is, he's not going to be better than any of the guy outside guys for long. You know, I just I think I think yeah. that that's his best spot is probably inside and. His best spot, he's probably not better than Brown at that. So maybe yeah. he's bound for a trade. I I I, I don't know. Like
2: I, I wouldn't. I, I, my guess is Dallas would just hold on to him because corners are so yeah, hard to find, so. and then he'll hit free agency next probably. year. You know, he, he's he's worth more to you this year now and then with the comp and, pick and the next yeah, following year, whatever. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Then well, then what you're going to be able to get now? I mean, frankly you'll probably get the same return. So you might as well just hold on to him and get the year of service out of him in case something happens and then, you know, move on in two thousand twenty one. But I love Jordan Lewis. I love the way he plays. Um I just think he, he's unfortunately he's into a spot and he got drafted into a scheme that's looking for for different types of corners. It's unfortunate for him. Uh but it's good for the Cowboys that they they can have him as their fourth or fifth corner this year. So uh yeah, this is a debate that I don't, I don't understand. I don't know why we waste so much time on it. Let's, let's just let the best players play and be happy with who's on the field. It's not that big of a deal, guys. I promise. It's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. <sighs> we'll, we'll get over it. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.